It is Monday night. It's the Irish NFL show the night after, well, the night after London time. Colin Cronin is here while I unmaximize my screen. And so is Mr. Brian O'Leary. First off, welcome to everybody watching. A huge thank you to everybody who watched the live show from Tottenham Stadium yesterday morning. We cannot thank you enough. But uh, Colin, I'll start with you. Welcome into the show. Evening, yeah, um, absolutely brilliant couple of days, and yeah, so, so great to to meet with so many people, and we have loads of people to thank. Huge shout out to NFL UK for all their help over the past uh, couple of days. Obviously to D Orlando as well uh, for for coming on, and uh, I know he he was uh, a busy man. Yes, he was recording his own podcast alongside flying back uh, last night. But yeah, really, just fantastic few days. Mister O'Leary, how are you getting on? I'm grand. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, echo Colin's thoughts on the weekend. It was a really enjoyable weekend. Really good show yesterday morning on the rooftop. As you touched on, it was really good at the Orlando to give up his time and come on and discuss the the game a few hours in, in advance. I know he had a very busy day, but for me, I thought it was an enjoyable game. I, I think the, the expectations on the game leading up to it weren't great, but once the Jets won last week, they seemed to kind of re-energize people's thoughts and interest in the game. And I thought for, for two teams that have struggled this season, I thought they gave us an entertaining game. And uh, I think the right team won. And we touched on it yesterday morning around Kyle Pitts and when he was going to start kind of having his breakout game. And I suppose it was... <laughs> Obvious that with the struggles that the Jets have had in the secondary, but yesterday was the day, and you could see yesterday why he was selected as the fourth pick. And I thought he was far and above the best player in the field. Uh, to the 30 people watching this, welcome in. Feel free to comment on Periscope on Twitter, and we'll try and read them out as quickly as possible. The Irish NFL show is presented by Matchbook Betting Exchange. Uh, you can use code Irish NFL show to get a bonus on your initial deposit in both sterling and in euros. 18 plus please gamble aware we're also presented by trust gaming it was a great day's crack yesterday i only got home this morning 6 a.m flight watching sunday football in the airport boys great fun i want to give a shout out to the boys from bangor and also the boys from armagh that were in the airport this morning uh, jets fans falcons sorry falcons fans tampa bay fans and also giants fans uh, sitting with me with a phone at 5 10 in the morning watching sunday football Fantastic crack. Uh, Colm, you look a lot more fresher than me. Yeah, I fortunately didn't have to get a 6 a.m. flight and uh, do a, a day's teaching, Michael. So uh, I was uh, not not in the airport uh, quite as uh, as early as you. But obviously, uh, the, the big weather delay helped it. At least it meant that, you know, there was something to watch in the airport because ordinarily the game would obviously be over at that point. But I imagine there were some very tired um people both who were at the game yesterday but also bills and chiefs and who stayed up for uh for that game last night yeah i, I didn't i didn't have you michael on fairness i thought about it thought about your commute back this morning and having to go and do a day's a day at the office shall we call it and uh fair play that's oh, grand it's grand look, then, like anybody in north will tell you belfast's so close to everyone so it was 100 yeah. as long as the plane takes off boys all good now touch wood for next week as well yeah um Right, very quickly, just obviously you're talking about not envying me. You'll, you'll envy me now, Brian. Slanship boys. That, that was, it was a good show yesterday, Colin. Like, to, to do it from Tottenham Hotspur Stadium outside of it and, ha and have the Orlando one was, was pretty special, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And to, I suppose being there early meant that we really got to see it kind of uh, develop over the course of the morning. You know, when we when we first arrived, um, it was just all those working uh, that day. And then, you know, you could begin to feel the excitement and, and the buzz build. Um, you could begin to hear the noise uh, over the... Uh, on on the road below and by the time we were done uh with the uh with the show um you you know at that point it was already um really kind of built up around the the stadium i mean look mm. fans fans on the uh this side of the atlantic get to the you know we, we might have the tailgating culture that they do in america but fans still show up early and just a really great buzz michael mike brian you know, michael sorry would you stick that photograph up again for me I was gonna say you're 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 looking very snazzy there, bro. 
Oh, well, uh, thanks very much, Michael. I appreciate the, the nice nice gesture. It's actually Colm in particular I'm, I'm more focused on. See, whilst it did turn out to be a very, very nice day and the weather was quite mild, at that stage in the morning, it wasn't. And Colm looks like a man with gritted teeth there that's actually freezing his uh, left leg off, shall we say. <laughs> Post-water, shall we? We can't say it. Um, very quickly, we, we, we met a few faces yesterday. And we met uh, Melissa Stark. We've, we've got a video for her coming up in a second. It was great to meet her column as well. And also the king of... Oh, he didn't win. I'm a celebrity, but Vernon Kane. Apparently, boys, Vernon has promised to come on in the off-season. I don't know. Will he come on? We'll find out. Um, and just, just Dan Hansest. Huh? Just send him back that photo. I'll have to remind him. I'm sure it will. Literally bomb scared the man. Dan Hansis, who stated, quote, I'm going to say this in this show, and he says, we would love to do a show in Ireland. Watch this space. And I told him, Brian, that right, Watch the space, that's in my, in my house, is it? <laughs> yeah, and finally for us, before we get Brian's big, big uh, we've, got one you, we've got one from you as well, Brian. Uh, Anthony Wooten from the Transatlantic Sports Show, it was good to chat to him. I haven't listened back to his podcast yet, but we did appear on it. And again, Brian, uh, a very snazzy shirt from Colin, who was getting... Well, actually, Colin won't tell you this. There was a sports reporter from New Orleans yesterday who was wearing a snazzy shirt, and he stopped Colin because they were the only two guys wearing it. It was a strategic move by Colin because he said, just in case I don't get to meet anybody in particular in there, I'll certainly get notice in my shirt. It was a very clever move. Clever move. Uh, Brian, who, who is this guy here? Who, who is this? Oh, that's Liam. That's Liam, a good friend of mine, you know, who happened to come up to me and say, are you from the Irish NFL show? And I said, yeah, I am. So, uh, yeah, we got on like a house on fire. I found a new friend. <laughs> uh, thank you, Liam. I, 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 I thought that photo was class. I had to put it up. Uh, right, so we spoke, just before we look at last night's games and talk about the games and everything, we spoke to Melissa Stark uh, yesterday, just before the game. And unfortunately, Colin, as, as you'll tell me, the Wi-Fi in Tottenham, wouldn't allow me to put this up, so I have to put it up now. But great to speak to Melissa, and really appreciate, really appreciate her taking the time out because she was flat out yesterday. Uh, and here's us chatting to Melissa before the game yesterday. Here outside Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, ours went out and kick off. Delighted to be joined by Melissa Stark, NFL Network. Melissa, a very, very warm welcome to the Irish NFL Show. How are Hi. you doing ahead of this, of this game today? Great. I'm so excited to be here. We love coming to London for these games. And you've obviously been in London now all week. So how have you found the experience so far? I love London. This is my favorite trip. I absolutely love coming here. And they sort of send me, I guess I'm sort of the international girl. And um, <laughs> it's perfect. It's great. Yeah, obviously a couple of years since uh, games. Great to have it back. You can sense the vibe yeah. from the crowd. So, yes. so much energy and enthusiasm. What, uh, what are you looking forward to today? I mean, obviously, Zach Wilson, a rookie QB, making yes. his debut on the international stage. Yes. But two uh, head coaches, you know, making their, I rookie, suppose. Rookie, rookie head coaches, Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. what, what are your thoughts on today's game? Well, it's interesting because there's a statistic that no rookie quarterback has won in London. So he's looking to do that. So the Jets are coming off a thrilling overtime mm -hmm. win. So they're looking to build on that momentum. The Falcons are coming off of a disappointing loss. Uh, both teams are one and three, and you know it's a long flight over here. It's a much longer flight home if you go home one and four. So, um, but it's great. It's a business trip for the players. I think they do a little bit of sightseeing. I got to do some sightseeing earlier this week. I did a couple of live shots. I did one in front of the River Thames and Big Ben in Parliament, and I was in front of uh, the Palace one day. So, you know, we love it, taking it all in. And actually, the NFL. Uh, I announced yesterday the NFL is expanding the international series and they're committed to a couple of games in London, one in Mexico and now one in Germany and they're going to announce on Tuesday the three finalist cities in Germany and it could be as early as 2022. So we're looking forward to that. I'll go to Germany. Germany. Sprechen Sie Deutsch, right? <laughs> really looking forward to it. I regret not taking my tripod, Melissa. I'm not going to lie. But when we had... Uh, <laughs> Is your arm getting tired? Yeah, just a little bit. When we had Rich Eisen on, on the show, yeah. he was talking about he couldn't wait to get to London. He's not here today. I'm presuming you're here next week as well, yeah? I'm game? not here next week. It's a different crew. Different broadcast crew coming in next week. Well, thanks so much for coming on today and enjoy the game today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Very quickly, yeah, those Germany games are announced tomorrow, or like the, the cities. My understanding, Brian, is that it's Munich, Dusseldorf, and Frankfurt. Now, we can say it in this show now because nobody's going to go back in the 12 minutes in and say that, but my money is on Munich, gentlemen. Just putting it out there. Seems like the most obvious ones are, right? Yeah. Hopefully Munich, because I've been there quite a few times for 
Some United away games. Great spot. Great stage. Looking forward to it. Uh, thanks to Melissa for coming on and thanks to anybody that spoke to us whether in inside or outside the stadium, both on Saturday and Sunday. Great weekend. Turns out Zach Wilson isn't that small in real life and I'm sure we'll get to talk about that at some point more in, in the future. Um, Bill's boys beating the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football at like 10am this morning when the game finally went on again. Um, I got up at 4 o'clock thinking, right, I'll jack the score here and I couldn't believe it was halftime. I, I was delighted. But uh, Colm, you know, a huge win for the Bills. The Chiefs again gave up more than 30 points and now, you know, are sitting fourth in the AFC in the AFC West. And you've got teams in the AFC West playing each other this weekend and that could potentially get worse. Yeah, look, um, there, there are obviously big problems on the defensive side of the ball in Kansas City. And I think the um, abiding memory of that game will be Honey Badger putting his arms in the air, just like as Dirty Dan Sorensen got beaten all ends up. Um, I mean, the, the Chiefs obviously just, you know, they, they have to sort it out, but they, they, they have the capability to do it. Like right now, they've lost four of the past six. Um, prior to that, they had won 12 in a row, and prior to that, they'd won 25 of the previous 26. So, um, you know, something is up, um, but the, the biggest issue was running into a bill side who are just absolutely fantastic. And I know, um, the like we'll, we um, talk about the bills' offense, but the bills' defense were just brilliant like the game plan for them yesterday was really good they didn't blitz once and yet they still got pressure they sacked Mahomes twice but it allowed the having the people in coverage it, it made it so much difficult uh more difficult for um the the Chiefs um and you would have to say that in fairness to the Bills they put a plan in place for Josh Allen to go get him and then to build around him but they've looked to address all of the issues that they have um last year they look to address those in in the off season so they're not a team where you're saying oh this was an issue last year and they did nothing about it um you know pass rush was one of the areas um last year that they need to dress around pressure they look to do that so um i was very impressed uh with the the bills and uh, they really um did a did a number on the chiefs for me what were your thoughts on the game brian well, again, you touched on the Chiefs um, in terms of next week. Well, they're playing Washington, probably another team in the league who's also struggling with a defense, giving up over 30 points. They might be okay next weekend. The Chiefs' defense, I mean, they're setting records now going back to when Bob Sutton was there, which was 2018 when they lost that championship game to the Patriots when they went offside and potentially could have won the game. They gave up 30, 40 points, and they were averaging that type of points in terms of what they were giving up at the, at the time, and it just doesn't seem to be going any better. Spags is interesting. The guy who called Spags from the Giants, he has two or three years, really productive years as a defense coordinator. And then it always seems to go the same way in terms of how many points they're giving up in terms of the defense he's managing. So he's going to have to address it over the next few weeks. And for Mahomes, Mahomes has grown impatient. Like teams aren't blitz heavy on the Chiefs now. It's actually an all-time low over the past five years. Teams used to be continuously blitzing. Now they're not blitzing on them, which is essentially, let's not blitz, let's just take Tyreek Hill out of the game. I mean, I know he had a great game last week against the Eagles, but if you look throughout the course of the first five weeks of the season, his numbers are way down in comparison to other years. It's like, who do we take out, Kelsey or Hill? Let's take out Hill. Let's not blitz. Let's make Mahomes grow impatient. And when he grows impatient, he throws interceptions, which is not very often at the same time, but he's thrown six already this season. Last season, he threw six throughout the, throughout the 17, 16 games, sorry, throughout the 16 games last year. And he's already thrown six this year because he's just not getting the the players open that he's used to seeing. But I think they're fortunate they're going to play Washington next week and they'll rebound. And other teams in the division will knock each other off. So makes them competitive again. Yeah, Broncos playing the Raiders and Washington playing the Chiefs. Not sure the charge, but I checked that on Sunday. But um, look, Mahomes thrown two picks. Um, Allen looking clean. The Bills refusing to make a big deal out of this result. It is a big deal. If you told me in January that this would happen and the Chiefs would go for the games in a row conceding 30 points, you, you start to doubt where they're going. You know, obviously they're, they're going to win games. They're going to get to the playoffs. But I, I just can't see them getting far. Currently, Buffalo looked just so good last night, man. And it's, and it's not just Josh Allen, but having guys like uh, Dawson Knox getting over 100 yards with a touchdown. The, the one thing that does concern me, and it's just, it's a real little thing, like, you know, like the, the Russian leader was, was, was Josh Allen. 
you know, they need to, to try and get a run game going. And we said this last year with Devin Singletary, but if Zach Moss and Devin Singletary have a combined rush of 60 yards in the game, it doesn't matter if you're playing the Chiefs or playing the Jaguars, that needs to be improved. But again, the Bills are looking really good. To go to Arrowhead and put up 38 points, even if they had won or lost, is sensational in terms of offense. And I can see them just getting better and better, Brent. Yeah, no, I agree, John. The, the point around Josh Allen, he ran for 62 yards last night in a touchdown. Like, fine last night, but the reality is over the course of the season, if you're continuously doing that, you're going to get banged up and you're going to end up with a concussion situation at some stage. And then potentially you could be ruled out of a game the following week, which at that stage of the season could be a significant game. So you're right, they're going to have to rest, address that. They've scored 172 points already this season. So they've gone from being, for a long time, being seen as a very defense-oriented team to be a very offensive-centric team now, and it's kind of changed. But in fairness to the defense, defense is, is, has re-energized. And Colin and myself chatted last week. To beat the Chiefs now, you know, sorry, for the Chiefs to beat teams now defensively, they have to be held at 24, 27 seven points. That's just not happening once you get into the 30s. That's the reason why they're not winning these games. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, Chargers, it's definitely a, a sorry, Chargers, Chargers go to the Ravens on Sunday. Big game. That's a big game. Uh, Chargers beating the Browns 47-42 last night in, in what could be classed a column as almost a cricket score at one point. But um, Justin Herbert just looks stunning. Yeah, um, he does. Quite simply, uh, nothing nothing phases the, the kid. He is just unbelievable. When when he needs to 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 make it happen, he, he makes it happen. Um, I was saying, Michael, that he recorded his 11th career game um, over 300 plus passing yards, the, um, which is the most um, by any player in their, their first two years. Uh, we're only five games into his um, second year. And uh, this, uh, you know, they keep saying it, the lack of uh, preseason games appears not to be hurting Justin Herbert in any way, shape or form. Um, I think we, we they need to stop referring to him as a rising star because he clearly is uh, a superstar at, at this point. Um, and look, the, the Chargers got um, seem to have a, ha, got a really great head coach who, um, you know, has players play playing for him. And when when they need to to pick it up in whatever way they need to do, you know, they, they in the, the fourth quarter against the Chiefs in the fourth quarter against the Browns, um, if if her if Herbert stays fit, they are you know, they are well, well capable of making a deep playoff run. They're now absolutely nailed on favorites. Um, the AFC, AFC West started off hot, but um, given yeah. everything that's going on um, it, with the rest of the teams in the division, um, Chargers are favorites for, for that now and continue to be um, very, very impressive. Brian, 398 passing yards, four touchdowns from Justin Herbert last night. And the Browns' defense was only on the field for 23 minutes in the, in, in the entirety of the game. So you look at that, and yet there was like 400 yards thrown. Basically, he was just hitting their secondary time and time again. They were greatly exposed, which was a surprise because on the show yesterday, I thought I was kind of waxing lyrical about how I felt the Browns' defense had been arguably one of the best in the league so far up there with the Bills. And they go out and give that. And for to be only on the field for 23 minutes shows it was a methodical long drive. It was literally bang, bang, bang. Eight lead changes in the game, four in the last, in the in the fourth quarter. But it wasn't for me. It wasn't about Herbert. It was about Mayfield. Because look, we're used to seeing this from Herbert now. So it comes as, uh, comes with the territory when he watched the charges. Mayfield has been put in this position time and time again to win these type of games. You know, when I think back to that divisional round against the against the Chiefs last year, he had the opportunity to win the game and couldn't pull it out. And yesterday. They got the ball at the end, two minutes to go, and he's doing check down passes. So he's actually killing himself. You know, you'd be better off trying it out of bounds and just going for the long throw, trying to get the force down and moving the ball on. Check downs with two minutes to go when you've no timeouts. You're killing yourself. You're wasting the clock. It's just manageable plays that you should be doing in the fourth, second quarter, not when you need to score a touchdown at the end. Just time and time again. If I was a Browns fan, look, he's a good quarterback, but you have to go for straight up when. There's those moments, you know, in a season where you need to win those type of games and he's not pulling them out. There's a comment from Fred, Fred Flunk, which I'll put up in two oh, seconds. Oh, yeah, we know Fred, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
How's the form, Fred? It concerns the Cowboys against the Giants. Cowboys winning 44-20. Obviously, that's not the full story with the injuries for the Giants, but uh, Fred Flung saying, tell the truth, lads. How impressed has this Dallas team been? I'm not sold to McCarthy, uh, but the team seems balanced on both sides of the ball. Colin, do you want to even focus on what Fred's saying there with the Cowboys? And then, obviously, I'm sure, Brian, you might have a couple of things to say with the Giants. Yeah, look, the, the Cowboys have been really impressive. I mean, their last game um, to to the Bucks, but they put it up to to the Bucks. In fairness, and look, they've they we've talked about it. They have an array of weapons, so they can beat you um, any which way. Dak is playing at such a high level, and look, I I will say, like Dan Quinn, we definitely had questions. I think um, before the the season began. Um, obviously we're five weeks in and there's they're still a long way to go but right now you'd have to say their their defense like is is playing very well and the takeaways they're they're so opportunistic and takeaways you know makes such a, a difference and um look Diggs is I think one one more interception away from um you know a, a couple of a couple of different records um but if if you're throwing it anywhere in his vicinity at the moment um you're in you're in big big trouble i i think um given the the struggles um for you know the the other teams in the, in that division um i brian will probably address the the giants injuries washington just not you know really just uh all or like it's just not working um and and the the Eagles who who had a, a good win, um, but you'd have to say that the the Cowboys should be heavy favorites to um, to get to to the playoffs. And look, once you have a, a ticket to the dance, you know anything can happen. We've seen plenty of teams um, who were unfancied um, at the start of the season get to the playoffs, and you can um, you know uh, catch lightning in a bottle. But when you have the weapons that they do. And when you have the ability to to get at teams in all those different ways, and yeah, Michael, you you said earlier like one of the bills, the weakness that might be at some point might be the running game, but that's not a weakness for the Cowboys, right? You take away the run game, it's like right, Grant, we'll throw the ball through the air, we'll take away that the passing option, right? Well, then we've got a two-headed monster, um, and unlike um you know ba uh, brian was talking about baker and one of the issues is that it is the the screen passes and and the shorter stuff that can go along that can beat you in a number of different ways so cowboys are serious business i think what the difficulty for the cowboys further down the line is because the division is so weak and i don't see washington turning things around i think the joint season is potentially up already eagles will a bit of hit and miss to win one week to lose the next i think this this division could be over by maybe November, back end of November, certainly around Thanksgiving. And then what do the Cowboys do then? Do they continue to play the first-team players or do they take a bit of foot off the gas? And then once you hit the playoffs, unless, like we saw the books, and if you're not hot going into the playoffs, you know, we've seen time and time again where four seeds have rested players in the past and then they get knocked out straight away. So that could be the difficulty in terms of maintaining the, uh, I suppose, the focus and the drive. Um, I'm still not sold on the defence. Like you just saying, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're improving. They gave up 198 yards to a rookie wide receiver yesterday. He didn't get into the end zone, but he had a fantastic game for the Giants. And um, I'm going to put my Giants hat on, obviously, with my Giants t-shirt. So last week, I had Saquon Barkley's jersey over here, but this week, I brought the Grim Reaper because I can't recall a game in the NFL, and I've been watching it since 1986, where you lose your quarterback, your number one running back, and your number one wide receiver in a game when you've just... Well, we went in on the, the following play after Jones went down, but we weren't actually coming into the game at that stage, and we tied it up 10 all, And... Um, Cowboys went down with another touchdown before half time. Even in the second half, Mike Lennon dropped him down and we went for a fourth and goal and we had us pushed out even we would have been close in the game in the tour quarter. So the score looks like it was a blowout. It went away from us in the fourth, but when you're when you're playing without five of your four six wide receivers, your main running back and your main quarter your main quarterback and two offensive line guys gone, you're never going to beat the Cowboys. It's hard to beat the Cowboys in 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 Dallas when you have a full team. Never mind when you're playing with, as Mike Lennon said in, in the uh, press conference after, I thought I was playing in the preseason game number two again because the players I was throwing to in that game were the same guys I was throwing the ball to tonight. Absolutely. And uh, it's, it's like the, Grim the, the whole Cowboys. I, I like the Grim Reaper. I feel I feel like the Grim Reaper's at my door after going to London <laughs> and playing. I'm sleeping for about six hours this weekend. Um, 
I'm really impressed with the Cowboys, and I'll say that, and I'll leave it at that for now. Um, good win for him yesterday. Obviously, terrible to see what happened to Jones and Barkley. You don't want to see it happen to anybody, especially after the week that Barkley had last week. Two quick things I want to focus on. We can maybe jump on it together, boys. Brady throwing five touchdowns against the Dolphins. I mean, I Jesus, boys, come on. Like, And then secondly, uh, the Titans getting a big win over the Jaguars. So two teams going to London this weekend. We are in London on Sunday, again, 9 a.m. from Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, join us live ahead of the Miami Dolphins against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're going to be sick of me saying that by Sunday. The column, uh, Brady and the Titans on track. Uh, Titans getting the win after last weekend. And Brady just looking immortal. Yeah, um, look, uh, in nine regular season games since the bye in 2020, Brady has 27 touchdowns, three interceptions, and 3,100 passing yards. He's averaging 350 uh, a game. He's averaging three touchdowns a game. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, if the Dolphins, huge concerns, huge concerns. I mean, to give up um, 45 points. We talked about it yesterday in the um, preview game um, that the defense was worrying, but 45 is is enormously concerning um and um the uh, the the issue like the the titans got got the win but the issue for them is how many sacks they are giving up like tannell's playing playing well but like the jags were the least effective um pass rush unit prior to the game yesterday and they were still able to to get um at Tannehill. that would be an enormous concern i know they're without um you know uh they're a couple of their top wide receivers but even still um with the with the jets having got to him seven times obviously we saw what chandler jones did um and now the now the jags big big concern the Jags let some points out there yesterday. I mean, they, they had a, a he was intercepted in the red zone, Lawrence, and then he they went for they, at that stage of the game they had to go for it and fought and goal and they didn't they didn't get in. So uh, it, look, it's a comfortable win for the Titans. He went for the Jags. I thought that they would do somehow find a way to right the wrongs of the past week for Overmeyer, but it wasn't to be. And then Brady, yeah, look, Collins about is there. We said it. One of the last points on this game yesterday was we felt the books would probably put up around forty points. The over on the game was forty eight points. I mean. The Bucks nearly did it on their own, and we we also pointed out how difficult, what a difficult start to the season that Miami secondaries had. And you saw it yesterday. You know we've got players like Evans and Brown going in for long touchdowns. It's going to be a long day for the month. But look, this Sunday it's going to be it's, right now. It's hard to it's hard to know which one who you'd be picking for this game on Sunday. It does have the makings of a good game because we get to see Trevor Lawrence, and hopefully, I'm not sure what the situation is with Tua, but it would be nice if Tua was available. Good player to see as well, but right now I couldn't tell you now who's going to win that game on Sunday. It does seem touch wood, and I hope, and I really hope it happens. It seems two of my playing. Please yeah. God, it does happen. Um, but executive decision, you and Mark are going to Urban Meyer's press conference after the game. One hundred percent. That's one hundred percent. Should be fun and fair play to Colin. Publicly, I have to say it now. Colin had the guts to ask Matt Ryan a couple of questions yesterday. Colin, he's he's a tall boy, hi. Uh, he 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 is, and uh, yesterday he uh, five five thousand completions, um, and uh, did it quicker than uh, Peyton Manning did. Um, but the yeah, look at Brian said it like Kyle Pitts was outstanding. They have to find ways to keep him involved because he is, um, you know, super talented. Obviously, the focus yesterday, given they were missing their wide receivers, um, but you 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 have to to be somewhat happy for Arthur Smith as well, getting that like you know it, it obviously meant a lot. Um, for the Jets, though, their offense continues to be enormously uh, concerning. Um, but um, yeah, we we will see what the the rest of the 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 season brings them. But one one young QB actually did really well yesterday, like as a surprise, um, was Davis Mills um, because he. Look, we'd said Dave Colley talked about bringing in additional QB help. Well, uh, talk about Davis Mills taking that heart and showing uh, no. Uh, we Bill Belichick usually loves going up against rookie QBs, um, but Davis Mills did really, really well yesterday, and uh, it was unfortunate, uh, obviously, um, the way it turned out for, for the Texans, uh, the Patriots finding a way to win um, with the, the Texans really 
kind of throwing throwing the game away. Cully probably showing his inexperience with some of the decisions towards uh, towards the end. I saw Fred's funny comment there about Jason Garrett. I listened to a very good podcast today, a neutral NFL podcast, and said, "You know, the Cowboys are back in town because uh, the fans the fans have come out of their hole again, and uh, seems to be coming this way already." Right. <laughs> and no, fairness to Fred, he's a good, he's been a very good supporter of the show, but I uh, have to put, give it back to him. Um, which game were we talking about? Oh, the Texans at twenty-two nine, I think it was. I, and I, I couldn't about, believe that Brian was in that score. I couldn't believe. Yeah. So I was watching Red Zone traveling back last night, and uh, it was actually great because time to be self watch watch all these games. And at twenty-two nine, I was going to text Mark. <laughs> I was going to text Mark and I said, "Jesus, no, I better not. I better leave him alone." And then just um, you're talking about tall people or taller people with Urban Meyer. Um, Mark is probably the tallest guy I know, so I'm sure he'll be able to handle the question for Urban Meyer next next Sunday. It's a shame, really, that um, the Texans didn't pull it off because um, it would have made for a really entertaining show for us, but not, for, not so much for Mark. But uh, look, Belichick found a way to get it done and they move on. And Harris was, was effective in the end, and the quarterback had a reasonably good game. So. It's a good win for them. But they play the Cowboys next week. That's hopefully Bill can scheme against, against Dak and the boys. It was an intriguing game as well. The the Packers playing the Bengals. Everybody called was watching that game last night, just on the way out of the stadium. Uh, I think it was like mid-third quarter at that point. But an intriguing game. And it was it was a great finish for neutral. Uh, Packers getting the win 25-22. Yeah, um, well, like, look, the, the story, obviously, of the kickers and um, the Bengals uh, thinking they had won it, um, but they, they didn't. And then, you know, Crosby uh, d- does the business in the end. But for the um, for the Packers, look, it's, it's the Devontae Adams show. He's first in receiving, first in catches, first in number first downs first in like just he he is um right now um the number one receiver in the league and at least in terms of, of stats um but the Bengals showed that they are not the the Bengals of old um but one of the things like Joe Burrow has to learn when to go down because you you know I mean um we talked about like Josh Allen but Allen has learned a little bit, you know, to try to keep out of harm's way. Um, saw Zach Wilson in person yesterday looking to initiate contact. I think trying to show he's not going to be bullied. Um, but you, you don't want to be taking hits. I mean, um, the the speed and the size of the, the um, defensive guys in the NFL is so different um, to college. And um, fortunately, so Burrow um, was released from hospital and um, he's he's good to go. But look, him, um, obviously his connection to Jamar Chase continues um very uh good but it's it all on on keeping him upright keeping him safe um because that's what the the bengals need but in fairness to them um you know you would have said a couple of years ago they would have wilted under um you know adams and uh and rogers you know connecting like that but no they are they're play they're really playing well this year it's kind of hard to know because of the way the nature of how the game played out, who was actually the better team. Five missed field goals in the in the game, three from from the Packers. They say it's the first time there's been five missed field goals in a game since 1970. So that's how far back we're going to the dramatics of what we saw yesterday. And for the Packers, there were two and five in the red zone. And I touched on it last week, or sorry, yesterday in the show, the fact that the Jets won last week because the Titans didn't take touchdowns when they should have, you know, in terms of they got into the red zone so many times and they had to settle for field goals. And that kind of played out a little bit with that game yesterday. Like even the second half for the Packers, field goal, field goal, miss field goal, miss field goal, winning field goal. So for all their dominance in the game, they were reliant on field goals. And when Crosby, who was prone to having one of those erratic days, you know, in the end, it was one of those situations where we'll keep, we'll all keep having shots of field goals and someone's bound to put one over eventually, you know. So, um, look, it shows where the, where the Bengals have come. I know I'm kind of touching on the fact that I felt Packers really with a more dominant team. You look at the yards. Rogers was 360, 300 mm-hmm. yards yesterday, and Adams was over 200. But the Bengals have come, I think the Bengals have come a long way, you know, to be in that game. They're the type of games for years to be blown out of. And um, for them to be in that game, potentially have the opportunity to win it, you know, with Miss Field Goals, shows that they are going in the right direction with, with Zach Teddy, who gets a lot of criticism from people who are not, who are not too keen on him. 
and Colm, just to touch on a couple more games before we look at, uh, I guess, tonight's game on, on our matchbook special as well. Um, the Vikings beating the Lions. And Big Ben isn't done yet. The Steelers beating the Broncos. Um, well, look... Um, well, you, let, let's not get you started in this. You've just been uh, on a podcast for an hour talking about it. For the for the Lions, I mean, you, you saw Dan Campbell afterwards. Um, you, you would feel for them because we talked about they just find new ways to, to lose. And I mean, I, I think I, I saw a stat earlier that said that when Greg Joseph stepped up to the kick, he'd about a 40% chance of making it. Um, but you like that statistically, but you knew what it meant. You knew it was the Lions, and you knew, despite the uh, Vikings' history um, of, of kicking in the last second, they were going. <laughs> it was going over. Um, I don't know what the Lions need to do to break that curse, um, but it's it's they you know you're as good as your record says you are, but they are so close. If they have a few more playmakers, um, you think they can make the jump, um, and. Look, um, I'll, just in, in terms, the, the, the Broncos made um, Big Ben um, and gave uh, look, you know, 10 years younger. They gave Najee Harris his first uh, 100 yards on the ground. Um, but it's worth reiterating here. Um, the Broncos, since uh, 2017, um, in terms of uh, average points scored, the Broncos were 26th in 2017, they were 24th in 2018, they were 28th in 2019, 28th in 2020, and they're currently 24th. This is a team who um, are just, I mean, they, they, they don't, they, they're not sluggish on offense. It's, it's they're, you know, horrific. I mean, they're, it's not, it's just boring. I mean, no, the no, you didn't see. Like, we didn't see Broncos. We saw Bron fans wearing it, but the the Broncos gear wasn't in sale on the in the store in in London. Peter King didn't mention the Broncos in his column today. You look at the national media in America; nobody's talking about the Broncos because it's boring, um, and that's just not a place uh, you want to be. And it just feels like Groundhog Day over and over and over again. I think for the Broncos the situation around the quarterback is because Drew Locke was so mediocre last year and Teddy had a, a reasonably good start, the expectations of what Teddy's going to bring to the team kind of grew a little bit over the first few weeks, not from yourselves, but potentially just Broncos fans in general. And then he might be coming back to what we expect, what we would have seen in the past. And in the long run, that's not going to win games. And Big Ben yesterday played well. He got protected better yesterday and he had some nice touchdowns, but I mean, the Broncos only started playing in the fourth quarter, to be honest, when they had an opportunity to make a comeback, which was disappointing for a team that's had a reasonable good start to the season. I think we're kind of painting over the cracks that are there that the head coach is just not the right man for in the long run. And people can shoot me down. And I don't know whether you feel that's the right, right. I know Colin certainly does, but we saw what he did last week. He was trying to mask a poor performance by. Blaming the Ravens for trying to set a record. What other team? Every team would want. If he was in, if the shoe was on the uniform, he'd be doing the exact same thing. So, look, who have the Broncos got next week? The Raiders. It's gonna be a tough one. I know he's at home, but it'll be a difficult one. And um, I had another point there, but I've gone off. It's gone off the beat. Jack, what was the other game we discussed? Sorry. For uh, oh, the Lions. I'm actually the Lions. Lions. I'm actually going to be critical of Dan Campbell here, and um, going for the two point conversion. I know they got it. I know they went in the lead, but that meant the Vikings had to go and attack them and go down and try again for a field goal. If they had taken the point and accepted overtime, the Vikings are never with 20 odd seconds to go going to run any plays. They're going to accept overtime and having moved the ball up and down the field reasonably well on me, have confidence in Goff to do it in overtime and go up against that Viking defense and win it in overtime. I know it's small margins. I know if the, if the, if the kick goes. Slightly to the left, slightly to the right, they win the game. People are saying, what are you talking about? But for me, I just felt he should have played the safety option there and trusted his team to go and win it in overtime. Loving some of the comments, boys. Owen, Fred Flunk, etc. Thanks a million, boys, for coming on YouTube. You can watch, just type in the Irish NFL show on YouTube. You can watch it live. You can stream it after. The podcast will be up by 20 past 10 tonight. A uh, bit of breaking news. Brett Gosper has announced in the last hour or so that London will receive a minimum of three games per season from next year onwards and uh, not indicating the venues um 
I can't see it going from Tottenham personally, but that's a different discussion for the off season or whatever. But uh, Gosper coming out and saying at least three games, three games plus at least one Germany. It means we're speaking Zay Dutch next year, gentlemen. Hopefully, please God. Um, are we ready to look forward to tonight? One of the football, or have we any other business to touch on before we go? No, I think that's point. Um, I, I wanted to make a point on the Washington football team. Like this, this defense. Yeah, we touched it. We said it. Like we discussed it yesterday on the show with Tottenham. Um, I picked the Saints, and I'm not, I'm not going down that road because I was the only one who picked them. But I just felt that the Saints are finding ways to play on offense uh, throughout the season with, with, with James Winston and Heineke will do magic for you, and he'll get you points. But the reality is, until this Washington defense starts playing. And I see they're coming out now and even questioning uh, Coach Rivera, which is, is unusual because at the start of the season, he was the greatest coach that they've had in a long time. And now people are questioning his tactics and the fact that he can't seem to get this defence right. And Chase Young, who was rookie of the year, he had to, he had to um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe he had a sack yesterday. And he's, we're going into the sixth game of the season and they're playing against Chiefs on Sunday. And look, no matter what happens in this game on Sunday, whether they pull out a win or not, you will still expect the Chiefs to be putting up 28, 20 points on this on this defense. It doesn't seem to look like it's going to improve anytime soon. Indeedy, indeedy. I, I indeedy. just, I, I, I think he had, I think he got one yesterday. I think he had a okay. strip sack. But look, yeah, no, your point stands, Brian. I mean, look, uh, Jameis had like some of the the time and and the, what he was able to do yesterday. The other thing that's worth keeping an eye on, we'll discuss more next week. Um, Sam Darnold beginning to really have a yeah. wobble and, and how yeah. will he respond to that because he was down to uh 56% completion um and he he was struggling yesterday um and um that's that's obviously going to be a, a concern for the um for the for the Panthers but it's this this the next few weeks is where we really get to see because now teams have four or five weeks on tape right when you four weeks on tape teams really begin to scheme differently so um you know he get, can he bounce back he's certainly capable of it but we're in for a really this part of the season is where you know you you really begin to to earn your money because uh nothing comes easy yes sir Gonna have to move around a wee bit, Colin. Get in the middle. That's <laughs> us, right? Before we start talking about the picks for tonight, Brian, Brian, um, have you been checking the exchange for tonight? Have you any, uh, have you any money on tonight? I don't know. Matchbook uh, or sponsors, obviously. Oh yeah, I checked. It. I was on the Matchbook account there earlier on. Yeah, the Ravens are minus seven point favorites in the game, and uh, the over is forty six. So uh, they're expecting. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did we win our bet yesterday? No, unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, we were let down. We got three out of four, right? Uh, the Raiders let us down. We never even touched on that game. That was actually the a Raiders. So, in fairness, for we've been given. For, I know we're jumping onto the betting section, but we have to be fair. Like we've been critical of the Bears and Matt Nagy, and just well, not just the Fields, but whether we just felt we weren't sure whether it was the right time. And we touched on it before we start recording the whole Gruden saga, which is going to be like an Urban Meyer type saga for the whole week. And now leading up to the next game, which happens to be against your Broncos. But uh, fair play to the Bears. They went in and look, they got very conservative in the second half. I've seen some very Bears fans, including some friends of mine, being quite critical today of the fact that they literally went back into kind of a very non-productive offense in the second half. I don't think they scored any points. They took a field goal in the second half, but the Raiders couldn't move the ball all day long. Um, Derek Hardy didn't look himself. He went down again, came back in, looked like he was gone for concussion. But look, I don't think many teams will go into Vegas and win as comfortably as the Bears did yesterday. So they're playing Green Bay this weekend. Interesting if they were to pull it off, then him, them and the Bears would be 4-2. The Bears. Who knows? Sorry, Packers would be 4-2. So interesting game ahead this weekend. And it's in Chicago. So this is Justin Fields' time. Big game. Arlington, soon enough, the over and under on uh, tonight's game presented by Matchbook Betting Exchange, our sponsors. You go to Irish NFL Show for a bonus. You can bet in both Sterling and in Euros. Uh, use code Irish NFL Show 18 plus. Please only gamble what you can afford. Uh, the over and under is 46 and a half. The handicap is the Ravens minus seven. Who have we got? Colin, start with you tonight. Well, these are two two teams with a bit of history, obviously. When uh, you know the uh, the the Colts uh, up sticks and uh, and moved, so um, I suppose 
Um, it has it's fizzled out over the the years. It hasn't remained as maybe as intense as it was uh, when the Colts uh, obviously first did that back in '83. Uh, um, but there, there'll always be fans who remember what happened in the dead of night. The team picked up and and drove out of town. Um, uh, so it's that that always adds a little bit of extra kind of spice to to this. The the Ravens have been kind of overcoming the odds all all season long. Um, any number of of injuries, um, and they have been able to to find a way to to win games. We talked about Vic Fangio dared Lamar Jackson to to beat him with his arm. So Lamar Jackson went and did it. Um, you want a Lamar Jackson to run all over you? He can do that too. Um, the the Coles obviously are like they they have been um beat up um a lot this year they're struggling with it a number of of different uh injuries um we discussed their use of jonathan taylor as well but carson wentz um you know if they're to have any chance they need him to to get back to obviously that 20 towards that 2017 form um right now the um the eagles have three top 10 picks in next year's draft and their own pick is the lowest of those um so they're sitting pretty right now for me i just think um i i'm gonna go with the ravens on this i think it'll be um a very physical game i think it'll be a close enough game but i i think that the the ravens will have enough to to see them through um just with the the weapons that that they have um, but I I do think um, the the Coles will, will put it up to them, and it will be uh, an interesting one. I was talking to some uh, disgruntled uh, Coles fans leading up to last week's game, and they're very disappointed by the lack of use of of Taylor, the running back, because he was so effective last year. And they were, I think Hines was was getting more of the ball, and they were going to question why that was happening, because he's been one of their best running backs for the last couple of years. They're going to have to have nice long drives and make and utilize this run game and get it going. And the Ra- the Ravens haven't given up a sixty plus runner, you know, run, uh, rushing yard to running back as yet in the, this season. So like they're they're finding their feet on defense. They're going for four in a row. And you touched on there, Lamar Jackson. You know, you challenged him last week to beat him with his arm. And if, I think tonight it's, it's going to be the other way around. I think you're going to see him basically be more much as much a quarterback as the running back for the Ravens because of their injury. Because I know Murray's come in who was previously with the Saints last year. Has done a pretty good job, but for me, I can't see the I can see the Colts having nice long drives. But when they pick up these touchdowns, if they start only take a field goal, it's going to be a long night for them. I think the Ravens offensively will do enough. I think Lamar will go off him in terms of on his rushing. He's over 63 points, 63 yards on the betting exchange in terms of the over under. I think he'll go over 63, potentially even running a touchdown. Ravens all day for me. Ravens all day for Brian. Uh, Mark's pick, gentlemen, is wait for it. Chromebooks have the everything button. Really? Your YouTube never had adverts, yeah? Like back in the day, there was never any adverts. Mark's pick is <laughs> wait for it. Where is Mark? The Ravens. Mark's picking the Ravens. Hi, Mark. If you're That's watching, true. Mark is with us. Hmm? You might see Mark sooner, back sooner than that drum roll. How long it takes to go off? <laughs> Mark might make like a Tyson Fury comeback to the show at some point this week. We're hoping maybe Thursday. He's definitely here on Sunday uh, in at Tottenham. Looking forward to that. And um, you're talking about Lamar Jackson. You're talking about this Ravens offense. Mark Andrews is going to win the game for the for the Ravens tonight. The Colts are not going to win this game tonight. Um, I just can't see how the Colts are going to get near this Ravens offense. And the Ravens are really sleek really smooth on the offense and i just think lamar jackson will have a feed day against them to be honest with you i'm picking the ravens tonight it's a full house which does not happen a lot you can bet on the exchange here we're under 46 and a half presented by our partners matchbook betting exchange matchbook download the app you can use it in the north you can use it in the south euros sterling whatever you want lads and that is the picks for tonight presented by matchbook betting exchange a massive thanks to our partners at matchbook betting exchange Brian, have we any funds left in the kitty to bet on next week, or what's the crack? A little bit there, yeah. We hopefully we can rebound this coming Sunday when we're over in Tottenham again. You know, because we've been unfortunate the past two weeks. We've lost it in one game. Haven't gone on a bit of a hot streak the first few weeks. We've lost the last two weeks, so we'll have to right some wrongs this weekend when we make our picks. 
Yes, sir. Live from Tottenham this Sunday at 9 a.m. We'll be back on Thursday night looking ahead at Thursday Night Football and getting back into it. But we are live from Tottenham Sunday 9 a.m. We are also at the Fiddler Bar in Kilburn in London on Saturday night from 7 p.m. There should be a college game on as well. You can have a couple of pints with us before the big game on Sunday. If you're in London, feel free to come in. You can get tickets now online. There's more information on our Twitter account. And if you need any more information, you can give us a shout on Twitter. I'm at Michael underscore NFL. I think Brian O'Leary's is at BOL something. B O L seven. 2903. 2903. And Colin at Colin from Cork. So that that's us for this week, boys. We've somehow done it. We have went to London for the weekend, had very limited sleep, and we've come back and done a live broadcast. And you know what, boys? It's it's been a weekend to remember. Uh, I know next weekend it'll be even better with uh, many of faces, celebrities, of course. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> here we, we 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 have to get this guy in the show this weekend. It seems like an absolute top top banter lad. This boy is. Yeah, I'll have to get him on. Good old name, great crack. Yeah. Uh, live. Yeah. Um, there's premium live and there's, pre- there's, there's premium and then there's premium with Liam. Let's put it like that. Premium with Liam. That, that that actually has a bit of a ring to it, to be honest with you. Yeah. We're, we're we're live from Tottenham. Uh, this. Uh, he's, coming, he's coming to the fiddler on Saturday, Michael. Is he? He is and indeed, then, yeah. we'll, then we'll meet him on Saturday, and and, he, and he's got his he's got he's got his big big debut tonight live from Tottenham Sunday nine a.m. Join us on Thursday as well. Maybe it'll be a giveaway. Maybe we'll be giving away tickets for the game on Thursday. Maybe good, we won't. We good no game. Idea. Good game Thursday. Good game Thursday. Thank you. Tickets for it, boys. So like, if, if we are giving away tickets, you might want to tune in. So we'll see you then, lads. Thanks a million, and uh, season Thursday. Yeah. See you Thank then. You. Go Broncos.